This podcast is a proud member of PodcasterWho'sWho.com, the who's who of podcasting. You're listening to Music Sumo Podcast number 037. Hey, this is David Lawrence, and you are listening to Downtown Johnny Brown and the Music Sumo Podcast. number 037 i am downtown johnny brown hey this is darcy tiller and we're bringing you the music sumo podcast news yes we are how you been good how have you been doing man 
I've been very good lately. Doing all the Halloween stuff, getting ready to carve your pumpkins and trick-or-treaters. I, I have yet to buy my pumpkin, but I'm psyched to do it this week. Oh, yeah, that's always fun. Picking them out is half the fun. That's one of my favorite things to do every year, I, and I don't know why. I just like, I guess it's the artistic thing of it all. It's fun. I like doing that. My kids like doing it. I'm the one that always, always has to clean them out, though. I don't mind that. I've gotten pretty good at it. It's quick and easy. You hit it with, like, the suit ladle and just go to town, right? Real quick, scrape it as much as I can and just dump it all out in one shot. That's funny. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> so so what you, what, how's our news this week? Uh, it's pretty good. We started the show this week with Mo Phillips' Make It On Time from his album The Boat. That's right. Yeah. Little Mo. Yeah. Gotta love the Mo. We've got to play some of him since he's back in the United States, back from Australia. Cool. He's back up in Portland, Oregon, so playing some of his stuff this show. Nice. And uh, last week we started our first Music Sumo contest with you on the show, and nobody emailed in regarding the contest, which is kind of does, upsetting. Does that mean I win by default? I get the I get to- so. Oh, man, that's killer. I guess so, yeah. Well, hey, you guys got to email in for this stuff. I know, totally. One email, you could win it. All you got to do is email us at podcast at musicsumo.com, and in the subject line, put, I want that. And in the the body of the email, put your address, and we'll send you a Dean Markley acoustic guitar music suppressor, which limits feedback when miking acoustic guitars without tone loss. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And maybe some bonus things. You never know. Oh, yeah. We, we, we might throw in some bonus things. It's not but... like John's not going to send you a transvestite you know, hooker to your door or something delivering this thing. You'll get it in the mail, and it's free. What the hell? Well, I guess we're marking this podcast as explicit, Mr. Transvestite Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so we're definitely going to be sending some extra stuff. So email us at podcast at musicsumo.com with the subject line, I want that, and you will be the winner of a new Dean Markley acoustic guitar music suppressor. So that's that. There you go. That's our big music sumo news. Other than that, we've been talking recently about MySpace's new music program that they got going and how uh, independent labels were having a hard time getting their music up on it. And it seems that uh, MySpace is finally starting to cater to the independent labels and has started signing independent music. So you can now start finding uh, independent music on the MySpace music site. Yeah, I heard that. And we saw that. We've actually seen that. Uh, looking at MySpace sites now. In fact, I hadn't checked my MySpace in a long time. I haven't checked mine in over a month. I use Facebook now. When I checked, yeah, I use Facebook a lot more too. But when I looked at the uh, MySpace, I noticed that the songs you can list. You get a whole new player, first of all. The second you go to, you know how you add a song to your profile? Right. If you try and add a song now, they give you an option of two different styles of a player, like a mini player like most people have, or a playlist player where you can list all the songs. Uh, it's pretty cool. You can also have the option to buy them right there. And I also noticed some of the artists who you can't buy yet, the box is just like, you know, X'd out. You can't buy yet, but it's all set up that way. So mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking about, I think they've really jumped 
on getting this set up, and they're going to be uh, forerunners in selling it. Uh, I know Facebook uh, is trying to do the same thing, right? Yeah, they are starting to try to get streaming music plans up on their site, and they're thinking about getting a third-party licensing deal with maybe Rhapsody or somebody to do the streaming music on their site. But apparently they're having a hard time right now because uh, it's kind of ambiguous as far as the contracts are concerned because a lot of these independent digital distributors of music have these contracts with Rhapsody and other streaming sites and what Facebook wants to do is make money through Rhapsody without having an actual contract with the record companies at all. Sure. And so the record companies aren't too thrilled about thrilled about it. So I think they're trying to get some sub-licensing contract done with Facebook. And hopefully Facebook will have some streaming music on their site pretty soon. I think they will eventually. And then they'll probably have stuff for sale at one time. But they're a little bit behind compared to like MySpace and some of the other... Uh, websites out there. I think MySpace is really going to do really well with that. Definitely. I think they've already got a jump on it and a pretty firm grasp. I think the only thing holding MySpace back now is just the whole format of the site. Hopefully they'll they'll fix it so it's more kind of streamlined and up-to-date looking as far as you know, Facebook's nice and smooth and integrated. Yeah, well, it's more each profile. You know, some of the... I noticed some people have crazy profiles and it right. makes it so hard to read. You're like, you put black letters on a black background, dude, <laughs> you know? So uh, that, I think that's more, if Facebook limits you. I kind of felt it was neat that you can't, I, I don't know, if, can you play music on Facebook now? Like, um, you, can, what, you can add certain music little modules to Facebook, and there is little music players that you can add. In fact, I have one on my profile, and you can add music to it, and it will play songs from the band and also search through YouTube and find videos from the band as well. So it's kind of like a little player uh, that you have over and people can click on it and then it'll go to that. Exactly. But it doesn't, I don't think it plays when you write when you go on your site, like MySpace, kind of like your... Mine is set up so you have to actually go, there's a little tab that says My Boxes and you click on that and one of my boxes is a music player. Ah, okay. So... Interesting, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, with MySpace, I noticed the song kind of defines the person. You know, everybody finds a song or what mood they're in. So it's kind of, it, it's one of the neat aspects about MySpace that you get to play a, a song for people to hear. You know, uh, sometimes I think a lot of people use it for like breakups and things. They'll, or when they're not friends with people, they'll, you know, play songs. And it, it's kind of, it's interesting, but it's also a great way for bands to get their songs out there because when you click on their website, their songs playing already. You don't have the choice which song you're going to listen to. There's a song already playing, and most, uh, and then you can buy it right there if you want it. So MySpace has got a good jump. Facebook, I think, will be there eventually, but there you got to think Facebook's a lot newer of a company than MySpace. Yes, very true. We were talking earlier about Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses finally getting a release date, which is November 23rd, I Oh, believe. yeah. People are getting all excited They're over that. They're getting all antsy and excited. And one of the cool things, I think, is uh, Dr. Pepper announced if Chinese Democracy came out this year, then or by the end of this decade, I think they said, then everybody who bought the album would get a free Dr. Pepper. 
and they're living up to it. Apparently, if you buy Chinese Democracy, when it comes out, uh, you will get a coupon for a 20-ounce Dr. Pepper. Hey, so you get a Dr. Pepper and a Guns N' Roses album. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so little... Another little thing to add to the excitement of people wanting the new album. Well, and I read, uh, or I I either heard an advertisement or read it's going exclusively through Best Buy, like you said, a couple weeks ago. That's confirmed. Yes. Which is, I'm kind of against. I mean, I, I think if I was the one making the money, maybe I wouldn't be a hater on it. But uh, I think it's really limiting. And I think that not everybody can go down to a Best Buy and buy it. And it ought to be available everywhere else, so. And uh, the bands always, you know, seem to complain that the internet kills their products and this and that. Well, when you don't make it available to everybody, people go get it on the internet. So, Mm because everybody these days has a computer. Right. It seems like, you know, I mean, some people have it in computers they walk around with all day. So, people want accessibility. And if they, you know, have to go to Best Buy and it's not near their house, you know what happens. So, that, uh, that I'm against. But, hey, new Guns N' Roses. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, it's kind of, you know, there's already a track out on the radio and there's been several tracks out and I think a movie we talked about. So yeah, where the, it's playing at the end credits, they're trying to build a lot of hype around it, but I haven't, to be honest with you, heard enough of it to review it or anything. Uh, um, actually they did, they released a track on the internet that I listened to this week. I've heard that one. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty darn good. It sounds like Guns N' Roses. A lot. I read a lot in a lot of the forums that. People are complaining because they feel there's a lot of noodling as far as the guitars. And I think there is in some respect. I mean, there is a lot of underlying little runs, you know. (laughs) Wait, do that again? (laughs) You fell for it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, gets to, it gets to be a little much. I mean, if they just have the rhythm guitar rocking out for a little while and just kind of quiet down the the leads in the background a little bit, I think it would be less kind of muddle. There's a lot going on. I agree. I agree. Uh, but it was rocking. Well, I loved it's overproduced. It. You know one thing, when you have an album that sat there that long, they've played with that thing so much. Uh, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, I'm sure. And it's not really Guns N' Roses, man. That's what bothers me. I mean, yeah, but it was nice to hear axel again and i it it sounded like the old stuff to me I, I agree it does sound so. like it but in axel's anytime you take it's like smashing pumpkins right now mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing you have billy Corgan. it sounds just like smashing pumpkins because anytime you have the mm-hmm. singer i think uh it sounds exactly like the original band because you can replace you know even though they might not be as talented you can get them to play the original songs. So right. Anybody can learn somebody else's songs. Right. The new albums might not be as good, but they can still play the old stuff and they'll sound the same. But when you have uh, a replace, once you replace a singer, it doesn't sound the same anymore. Oh yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I, I think that. Uh, but then there's the rare occasions like Journey and stuff where having a new singer, it, it they pull it off sometimes. Well, and yeah. speaking of new singers, uh, part of our new news is uh, Led Zeppelin. We've been talking about every week doing a tour. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about how the guys, you know, Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son, plays drums, and uh, John Paul Joan on bass, and uh, Jimmy Page have been jamming with uh, an American singer. Yeah, and it was always an unknown American yeah. singer, quote, unquote. We were trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, we were trying to figure out who it was, and he, uh, they basically have kind of, um, I don't know if it slipped out or if it's an official announcement, but we saw something on the internet this week that it's been uh, Steven Tyler 
from Aerosmith. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. It's and definitely a rumor at this point. Yeah, but well, we're not officially announcing rumor. that. We have to say we it's are not announcing It's a solid that. rumor. So that's pretty. That's pretty big. Uh, yeah. So there's still. We were talking. I think it was last week how Robert Plant finally decided to come on board and go on tour with uh, Led Ze- the rest of Led, Led Zeppelin. And now they're deciding if they should actually go with Robert or go with Steven. So we will see. Yeah, you know what? I think Robert will do it. I've, I mean, if I had to do a Vegas odds on it, if I had to bet on that one, I think Robert will come around and be with the band. It's not Led Zeppelin without Robert Plant. I mean, when, they, oh, I agree. when they've done their tours and it's been Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, it still sounds just like Zeppelin. So Very I think, true. I really think they need to do whatever it takes to stay together. It's kind of like the Guns N' Roses thing. I really think Slash and Axel should have worked it out and done that album as, you know, Slash and Axel, Guns N' Roses. Well, Duff's still around. Duff, I mean, they can... but, you know, they, they, there was a lot of guys. Steven Adler and, uh, you know, a lot of the guys. It, it's just, I think, it's only Duff and Axel, I want to say, in the, from the original band. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that. but No, I believe you're right. And uh, that's, you know, oh, well. What can you do? But uh, so I like Slash. I've always been a fan of him, and I think that that was kind of a bummer. So, But I, I think Zeppelin are going to get it done. I don't think people are... People like Steve Tyler, and they like Aerosmith, but I just don't see people going, hey, Led Zeppelin with Steve Tyler singing, you know? Yeah, see, to me, that wouldn't be Led. That would be a whole nother group. Great know? guy to jam with, though. I could see him being awesome and a lot of fun for the rest of the band, getting them you know, enthusiastic to play. And I bet you they could do a great side project, those four guys. So that would be cool. To, maybe, they, maybe they're doing some of their own tunes while they're there. You never know. Mm-hmm. could be like one of those Coverdale Page things or something, you know, that they did in the past, The Firm. That would be cool if they started writing songs just for that little group. I agree. I, I think I think that that's a, a really good super band myself. But I just don't see, I don't like that's the idea. That's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't want to hear Steve Tyler sing Stairway to Heaven. I mean, personally, I just, that's that's me. And I like Steve Tyler, and I like Led Zeppelin. But I just, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. Some people don't like that mix. You know? No, I think I think a lot of people would agree with you on this one. So that one, it's interesting. I know, but I think I that's do. cool. It's cool to jam. That's cool to jam. That's that's awesome. Totally. I mean, actually, Joe Perry should be jamming in there with uh, 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 Jimmy Page. The two of those guys really would complement each other well, too. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's cool. So what about... Uh, you know what? We were talking about uh, downloads and uh, different forms of getting music. And I know that um, one of the most precedent type things that have been done in, um, in music lately was Radiohead, uh, how they uh, made their album available, John. Yeah, last year on October 10th, uh, Radiohead released In Rainbows, and they released it only online at first, and right. they made it pay what you want. And allowed you to download you it, get it and for then free, listen. Right? To, you could get it for free, and then listen to it, and then you could go back and pay what you wanted for it. Sure, depending on how much you liked it. It was like volunteer. And just this last October, on October fifteenth, they finally released a, a posting, letting everybody know how successful the album was, and it was very successful. Uh, according to the reports, most fans chose to pay nothing for the album, but it still generated more money before its actual physical release, before it came out on shelves. It generated more money than their 2003 hit, Hail to the Chief. Yes, that, that that's true. And one thing I did read, though, is they 
just to be safe, let's say you put did this and everybody took advantage of it all over the world and downloaded for free and you didn't make a dime. Uh, they didn't want that to happen. So they did incorporate a, um, some sort of monitoring system that if it reached below a certain average, you know, on sales, like some people were downloading for free. Some people were saying, hey, I've got money. I'm a Radiohead fan. I'll give them 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. The average sale, <clears throat> excuse me, the average sale between those, if it reached a certain low, the people monitoring this were going to shut down the site. So I know that they were protecting themselves, but they also were very generous. I don't know what their average was. They didn't announce that. They also didn't announce what the average was for their total sales. But they said they did well. I believe it. I really do because at the time, um, you know, first of all, Radiohead's an internet. Uh, I think most of their fan base, I don't want to be, you know, without doing a honest poll or something, but I think most of uh, Radiohead's fan bases are internet people, uh, people who have access to the internet and have friends that would download it. And I think that was a really cool thing at the time. Like, hey, are you downloading it? Let's do this. This is mm-hmm. how you do it. So, yeah, I think uh, Radiohead really plays to those type of people. Well, and, and Trent Reznor's been doing that as well, right? For oh, nice yes. Nails. He, he released uh, an, an album soon after Radiohead. He did a similar thing where you, he had different price tiers where, you know, you could download it for free at this certain bit rate. And then like nine ninety nine for a really good high quality bit rate, and then you could also order the actual physical CD for so much. See, and- that's cool, and that's one thing I liked about what Radiohead did was they allowed the downloads, but they also put it available in the stores like a month later. Right, and that's the way all these guys should do that, and it would get rid of the whole internet thing. I mean, if people, you know, if you have spent all the money, because most of us, if you are downloading music on the internet, you spent some good money on a computer. And you spent money to use that computer every month on the internet. So getting something for free is nice. You hate having to spend extra money all the time on things. Mm -hmm. And most people don't want to get things illegal because they don't want to risk, you know, losing, getting their house raided. I mean, you see these commercials and they're taking your kids away if you, you know, pirate a... uh, pirate a song you know so uh it's um it's pretty scary when it comes to downloading stuff i mean so a lot of people do it but it's not recommended because it's illegal and i think when they make it legal to download something but yet it still feels like i mean i felt like when i downloaded the nine inch nails or when i got the radio head album like i was getting it like it was like a pirate bootleg album, right, right. I mean, even though it was legal you're like oh, i better pay something for this yeah so you know and and most of us it's kind of an honesty thing. I go, you know what? I'm getting it on the internet. I'm not going to pay 99 cents a song like iTunes or whatever, but I want to have this uh, album, you know, the whole album in entirety. So I'll give them five bucks, you know? And mm-hmm. and that's it's kind of like if you give them five bucks, they're not having to package it. They're not having to put a piece of paper in that package. They're not having to spend any money to ship it to you. Five bucks is pure profit, is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all they're spending, they're, the time they spent in the studio, and if a million people download it for five dollars, that's five million bucks the band just made. That's and they didn't have to math. do anything other than, the, the, well, I mean, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe? Can you believe that, man? I only graduated eighth grade. Oh okay. man! Now uh, it's uh, it's interesting because it's simple math on that. And yeah, I know their production fees and there's people to pay. But if you do that in a small tour, boy, that's I mean, you don't really even need to sell an album. Right. And obviously this this new structure works because they made more money before it actually the album actually came out on the shelf. They made more money 
um, on downloads than they did uh, during their Hail to the Chief release. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. it's great. And in Nine Inch Nails, they released, um, I, th- I believe the album was called Ghosts, and they did that with the different price tiers. Yes. And um, they allowed you to download most of, it was like four different actual CDs, and you were able to download the first one in low bit rate for free, and then you could pay what yeah, you wanted as op- you went. There were good options. Apparently, that did so well. A couple months later, they released a full album called The Slip Yes, for free. They said, basically, we don't need the money. You guys, the fans have been great to us Supporting and everything. Us. They make a lot of money from here's touring a free, alone. Here's a free album, and it's a great album. Well, and Trent Reznor's a pretty, he's actually a guy that, you know, he's a guy that if you had like a congress of musicians to look out for musicians' rights, you'd want him on that board. Uh, the guy's really, uh, really smart about that stuff, as well as he's a good businessman. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, you know, tr- both Trent Reznor and, um, oh, guy, what, Tom York, is it? Mm-hmm. From uh, Tom York from Radiohead are smart guys. They're not dummies, and they've got great management companies that they work with. Uh, the way these guys record their albums from uh, industry standards are unbelievable. Uh, I've I've heard... Some of the guys who were, uh, record with, um, from one of the guys who record from Nine Inch Nails, that I mean, everything they use just the most state of the art computer technology these days. Uh, it's it's amazing. In mm-hmm. Radiohead, the same thing. So why not release your albums accordingly? I think it's cool. Uh, you're going to see the whole music industry lean this way pretty soon. Uh, right now, the only thing stopping it are these things like the Walmart or Best Buy exclusives, giving these guys tons of money to sell their CDs. Right. And the fact that a lot of people like to hold the CD in their hand. But uh, pretty soon, most big bands are just going to sell their out. Al- I-, I predict or once they can get out of their labels, are going to make their album, sell it on their own website where you can download it or buy it and may- or at their concerts when they tour. And mm-hmm. you don't really need a record label anymore. And that's why, you know, record labels for instance, are really suffering right now. Um, I know, you know, most companies are nationwide just because of the fact that, you know, we are not in a good situation right now with our economy. But at the same time, uh, pretty much everybody in the music industry is, in general is suffering from internet. Well, yeah, a lot of them are scrambling right now trying to think of new business plans to, you know, ways to restructure record companies so that they can survive these days. You know, um, different ways of distribution and putting on shows and everything. It's just if bands can do it themselves, they got to restructure and find out how they can do it better for bands. Well, and for sell one, themselves to, to bands. So. Yeah, and you're right, John. Sorry to interrupt you, but for no one problem. thing, one thing, uh, you know what? You uh, you're exactly right. They've got to restructure that. But just I've done kind of like a comparison because I'm always buying music, and and it's one thing that just being that I, I don't want to consider myself like a financial expert by any means, but I always buy music, and it's something I've done since I was young, and I'm still doing now. So I have to find good ways for myself to budget music. And if I want to buy, you know, a hundred dollars worth of music, how can I get the most for my money in a month? You know, if I've got a hundred dollar budget to go buy CDs, I'm not going to go into a store and buy five CDs for fifteen ninety nine each. I'm not going to do that. It's just uh, I, I have to try and get uh, the albums cheaper. Or right. find ways to, um, you know, in return them if I can after copying them, which I don't really like doing. I like to ha- keep the albums. 
But um, it's it's one of those things where I've actually studied. And let's say I go into Virgin Megastore in San Francisco. Okay. And I buy an album. Average album is going to be thirteen ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine, unless it's a clearance one, you know, on sale which, for eleven ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Or something. So, you're paying. Let's say you buy a brand new album for fifteen ninety nine, which some are cheap. So I've seen sixteen ninety nine to eighteen ninety nine, believe it or not. But let's say I go buy Metallica's album, fifteen ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. With tax, I could have just bought it on iTunes for what eleven ninety nine. Yeah, or maybe even nine ninety nine. Exactly. So I haven't checked. I, now but. you don't have it physically, but you didn't have to spend the gas to go down there. You didn't have to get off your butt. You didn't have to. You know, it's just I don't. I, I think the market has to be more competitive and catch up with the industry and realize that CDs are cheap, man. I mean, the average CD, if you're a band, costs. You know, if you want a low quality one, about a dollar CD. Right. A good quality CD is no more than three dollars to make, and that's a good fold out CD, man. I right. Mean, three dollars is a huge budget for per CD. And I mean, if you're charging fifteen bucks, that's a huge margin. That's well, I ridiculous. think there, with physical, there's too many middlemen. You know, you got the record company, the distributor. You know, when bands do it themselves, they they can they really do have the option of selling the CD for less. Well, yeah, that's why so. the independent artists are taking over. I mean, any music store you go to now, as far as. Uh, you know, privately owned. I mean, you go to any big corporate one, they have a listed catalog, just like a radio station that they have to put out. Mm-hmm. And then that's based on sales. I mean, you can't blame. They have to sell. They're going to have the most popular catalog so they can sell. Like if you go into Walmart or Target, you're not going to have the same catalog as if you go into like a Rasputin's or Amoeba Records. And when you go into these places, uh, there's these huge aisles of independent. And independence used to be when I went in there, the independent section, you'd be like, what? Independent? You know, that, they were usually mixed in with, like, you know, the punk rock or alternative. They were kind of all hashed into one little quarter section. Right, or know, they'd be ska, hidden in the back. Punk, you know, all, all that stuff. Or in the back. one little bin. Independence <laughs> now, you know, sometimes two aisles in some places. And uh, it, it's fantastic. You know, a lot of, um, there's consignment now at record stores to put your album in there. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. A lot of you know the most stores have caught up with the fact that if they don't let independent artists sell their albums there, that it's just going to kill them. And I think it's the same thing with these the music big guys in the on the internet. They need to realize the independence, you know, with the uh, IODA, right? Right. And uh, they really have to support these guys. Otherwise, it's going to eventually you're going to have a mass rebellion in music, which is kind of happening already. But you're going to have the fact that. Most big bands, when they their contracts are done, they're they're either switching labels or they're bailing out of their uh, future contracts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, record companies scrambling to restructure, it's not a record company; it's a ticket company. But uh, Ticketmaster had to lay off roughly 300 people recently. Well, they're a big company. You know, they are they're nationwide, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're nationwide. I mean, I know they, they, got now, they over used to be 6, Bass. I believe employees. they bought out Bass. Right? Uh, they bought out Bass. I used here to work for Bass at one time, so it's kind of funny. But uh, I don't know if too many people re- remember Bass tickets. Yeah, I used to work in a little Bass booth, believe it or not, where you sold tickets. I used to know a tower guy in Oakland that worked there, and he used to get me like super discount oh, tickets. Yeah. I used wow, to go we in and discount, a back door kind of thing. It was uh, awesome. Oh, uh, you lucked out. We didn't get discount, but we'd make sure that we'd get. Good seats for good shows, and that's how I got started going to see good shows. So that was a great job. Anyway, not yeah. to go back too much into my history on your show here, but they had to lay off about 300 positions to become more competitive because recently 
Live Nation has started to launch its own ticketing company. And along with Live Nation leaving Ticketmaster, they're also going to take House of Blues because Live Nation owns House of Blues. And now SMG, which is a big kind of theater company, they also own a lot of coliseums and stuff like the HP Pavilion here in San Jose and the Oracle Arena here in uh, Oakland. They own those and other big venues across the, the nation here. They're also signed up to go on Live Nation's ticketing as well. So a lot of people are jumping the Ticketmaster boat and uh, going to other ticketing companies. Yeah, you know what? You know why they're mainly jumping is you, they have to. And uh, there's so many places right now because it's the Internet once again. When you go out on the Internet, you can buy tickets to almost any venue directly through that venue. And, uh, you know, I've, I go to a lot of small shows, a lot of clubs and whatnot, and you just buy the tickets with your credit card and they hold your name at the door and you go in and you're not wasting paper. You're not wasting, ma- you know, shipping charges. Mm-hmm. So you can go to shows for 15 bucks instead of, you know, 15 plus another $4 to get your ticket to you. Right. So, uh, you know, in the old days, you had to buy your tickets, I mean, through Ticketmaster to go see a 250-person gig. So... Uh, I think it's killing these guys, and they're all having to, you know, collaborate, you know, get together because it's just going to, uh, it, it's going to eat them up like everything else. The internet sales, you know, nobody's go. Do you go down and buy your tickets at a uh, Warehouse Records or Tower anymore? I mean, no, I used to do it at Warehouse Records yeah. all the time. But I used not to drive anymore. down the mall, buy my tickets, wait in line. Now you go online, man, and there's free ticket sales and promos. And the and- thing I don't get, and what Ticketmaster really needs to start understanding. People are getting upset when you have to pay, you know, $40 for a ticket, then $8 for a a convenience fee, I think they call it. Yet they're attacking on $8, but they don't have to do anything because you're filling out the form and everything on the Internet. So I don't see where the $8 is justified. Man, I was just looking at my wallet to see if I had it, but I don't have it with me. But. I actually, uh, I took my daughter, and I don't want to pick on the bands because I don't, you know, I don't know if it, the band set the ticket price, but I took my daughter and friends to a show recently, and uh, when we went to the show, uh, the ticket, uh, basically when I went to buy them, I was like, hey, you know, 30 bucks per ticket, not a big deal. I could buy four tickets for 120 bucks, you know, take them out. It, that's going rate to go see a, a decent show with several bands mm-hmm. at a big place. Well, the fees made the tickets $45 each. So here, what was $30 went to $45? I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. Why not just say $45 is what the tickets are? Right. And and the thing I don't understand is for $15, what are they doing for you? I mean, for $15, I expect somebody to drive that ticket and hand it to me at my doorstep. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. I know. And you, and you ordered it online, right? Yeah, I ordered it online. And I ordered for Will Call, and I had to pay $15 in convenience fee. So you're telling me to print up a ticket at Will Call when I get there costs them $15? Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they already had it printed up, and they didn't have to send it to you, so there's no postage. No one had to talk to you because you did it on the internet and filled out the form yourself. Where do those 15 Well, How does that justify $15? Well, this is why people don't go to concerts these days. And the well, bands who are I'm smart... Saying. The Ticketmaster and other companies need to realize that you can't, this is ridiculous. Yeah, hey, the venues... Most bands, if you ask any band, I mean, I, well, I shouldn't say any, but... I think any band that I've ever asked, if they'd rather play a stadium or a decent club with a with a decent you know showing where there's good sales and they make some all right money, they'd take that club any day because it's just 
first of all, it sounds, everybody likes the intimacy of playing clubs or smaller venues. But the stadium things are a pain in the ass. I mean, you know being involved, how much stuff goes into that and the money. Just to play a show, all because of all the uh, you know industry standards in unions and whatnot, you have to have so many people based on so what you're doing. Right. And it, it, it's just it's ridiculous, some of the money that goes into it. Not that I'm against it. I love seeing good production shows, too. But people don't want to pay for that anymore. And, they, and especially when... Half the shows we go see these days, people film and put on the internet. So people go, I'm not going to go spend, at least this is my opinion. I would not go spend like $150 to go see like a Metallica, a Led Zeppelin, or an Eagles. And then on top of that, another $15 service fee. So you're going to spend like $165 to go to a venue where you're going to see somebody play for an hour and a half, maybe two hours at the most. You're going to get tagged for gas and parking going to that venue. Nobody goes to a show without having some sort of refreshment, whether you want, you know, and they, most places won't even let you bring a bottle of water in anymore. <laughs> so you go in and, you know, you, you're stuck buying either a $5 water or a $7 soda sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, or a $9 beer. Uh, I don't think uh, people have that budget these days. If I took my wife and I to a concert. Well, especially these days. One of these big, you know, I wanted to go see the police real bad and it would have cost us almost $500 just to have it. And, and you don't go see these bands if i'm going to go see a band on the lawn and watch it on the screen i might as well watch it on my tv screen right i mean that's why i think one of those arguments or debates you could have is if you're going to go pay 25 35 dollars to sit on a lawn and watch a band on a screen why not spend 15 17 and get on dvd and watch it on the comfort of your own couch isn't that the same thing yeah pretty much i mean you might even have some better editing because you got more cameras and whatnot going you know and better sound so i you know i, I don't know that's but you could say you're there. That's the difference. That's yeah, half of going to concerts, right? See them. I was there, man. Right. So I, I think that that's the all these changes in the music industry. I mean, we could almost have our own show based on industry changes in music. And oh, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of interested to find out what Live Nation's processing fees are going to be. I hope they're better than Ticketmaster. No, because I've bought tickets through Live Nation already. And, uh, you know, they run the um, Sleep Train uh, Pavilion up in Concord, is it? Yes. I forget. It might be Chronicle Pavilion or something. No, it it was Concord Pavilion, then Chronicle Pavilion. Now it's Sleep Train Pavilion. Good, I got it right. Anyway, not a bad venue. As far as I I don't mind that place, to be honest, because the way they have it set up, it's kind of like a stadium or, you know, like a large place, but it's outdoors and it's pretty comfortable. Um, it's molded much like Shoreline Amphitheater down in Mountain View, but a, uh, you know, much uh, smaller intimate. Uh, even when you're on the lawn, you can still see the people. Not every little mm. detail of their face. You're still relying on the screens a little bit, but it's still pretty good. And the sound's always been good for the shows I've been there. Yeah, I always liken it to a small shoreline. Yeah, exactly. But, in you know, it is the one thing about that place is the pain in the ass to get in and out of. So to me, for me, to pay, you got to walk up a hill there. And it's, you know, not that I don't mind getting exercise, man. But if I'm going to spend <laughs> 35 bucks, you know, to go see a show and sit on a lawn, I got to walk in and out. And, you know, one, one thing is cool about that Wait, place. Do you want people movers now? Well, here... Let's say you pay $15 extra for your ticket service fees at Concord, right? Uh-huh. And you're complaining to Live Nation about it. Well, you go to the show. The parking's free now there. So right away, you're kind of... I, I don't go to many places where you can't... Where you don't pay for parking. So. Yeah, that's pretty nice there. So at least, you know, some places what they should say is uh, if they want to make their extra money, they should incorporate a parking fee 
and some form of how you get your tickets fee. Like if you get a will call, it's a dollar to pick them up at will call, a, you know, a printing fee. That's fair. I totally agree. You know, or maybe two bucks for that or whatever. If you send it to, if we send it to you, that's five dollars. If uh, you want them express, that's ten. But this fifteen dollars stuff per ticket's ridiculous. If they told me you're buying four tickets, you got a fifteen dollar fee overall. I'd, I'd still be like, yeah, but I'd understand. But per ticket is absolutely ridiculous. I totally agree, and I've thought so for quite a while. That's why I always try to now. I try to get my tickets at the venue if I can. But when, when am I driving past? You know, the Fillmore in San Francisco. Sure, and that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. They're getting you for the convenience, and, right? And I understand everybody has to make money, and these guys are losing money, but they're still selling you the tickets. The fact is, whether you're going down to their box office and buying them, or you're getting them on the internet, they're the ones selling you the ticket. Mm-hmm. And I think these service fees—it's just not a fair fee. They're not justifying a service. If you know your paper boy deliver a paper to your house, and he tells you every time I drop that paper on your doorstep, I'm going to charge you twenty bucks. Would you want to use that service anymore? Because you'd be like, what kind of service am I paying for? He wants to charge me 20 bucks for two minutes of work? That's the way I feel about the, the ticket right. industry. It doesn't take them. It's all set up on the internet. It doesn't take them more than two minutes to print up your ticket and do that job, which they're charging you $15 for for one ticket. And they're printing four of them. So that here's $60 worth of service fees for four tickets. And what did they do? You know? Right. It should be 10 bucks or something. Come on. I totally agree. Part of that's taxes. I do understand that. And I, that's one thing I can't, hey, if I'm complaining well, about, well, you know, hey, we all have to pay taxes. Yeah, I understand taxes, 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 but these high convenience fees are ridiculous. Anyway, Ticketmaster uh, recently had to lay off, what was it, about 300 people, I said? Yeah, and I think that's every, you know, industry-wide, that's everybody. I, I don't see many places not, you know, there's not many places hiring right now unless they're in the business of firing. You know, yeah. it's one of those. There's or a bunch of places. They're getting bailed uh, out, man. Firing some people like uh, Pandora recently. Oh, also man, that's had to do here. it as well. Yeah, if you don't know Pandora, uh, go to Pandora.com. It's a great little music streaming site where you can find music related to other bands that you like. So you basically, you go there and you type what bands you like into their search engine. And then it'll make a playlist of other musicians that are similar to the band that you typed in. So it's a way of discovering new music. Yeah, and they only had like, they were like a, a hundred person, hundred and something person company. They were, I believe, 140. And yeah, that's, they're, they're taking a pretty good cut. And, and you know, they, they uh, dropped 20 people, so they're down to 120. And it's because of the economic. It's uh, happening everywhere. I mean, people are just trying right to now. cut back. Nobody's spending money. When you're not making money, you're not spending money. And it affects, I mean, who's going to go buy albums and records and things when you're not. Uh, not making money yeah they're saying they expect to bounce back soon with the you know with the release of uh the iphone and everything and people they have an application now a pandora application where you can actually listen to playlists um over your iphone anywhere because you know you got 3g or wireless and so you're constantly you can constantly listen to this music streaming from pandora which is pretty cool so they're hoping to start selling more and more advertising on there and bounce back here pretty soon. So we'll see. And I hope so. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, speaking of new industry stuff, uh, what other new... Uh, I was looking at the new Guitar Hero thing, and I thought that was pretty cool. I had to go check it out when it came out. Uh, it's funny because I'm horrible at that game. and my kid, I think my kids, both kids are better than me. 
the Seven yeah. Eleven. So oh, I, I've only pl- I've only tried it once because I don't really know anybody except you who has it, and I haven't been out to your house recently, which I need to do. But I've tried it once and I sucked at it. I was terrible. It, you know, it's it's just we're just not used to that. We're used to the it's the couple not, button video games, and this is multitasking. Is, right, and it's I tried to I tried to play it like a real guitar, and you know. Sometimes the you know I'm trying to actually listen to the song and play what I'm hearing and you it's not the what you're it's a little different to be playing. They do a pretty know, good so. job of it, you know, as far as the rhythm and whatnot, and it's getting better. Like each like the new guitar has like this finger tapping ability and whatnot on mm-hmm. it, which the old guitars don't, which is pretty cool. So they kind of get you each time. Like the first pack I bought, I got into it. We bought a Wii and we got the Guitar Hero three. And it's and we've had we we still have fun with that one. I, I mean, I haven't graduated to the expert level yet. I'm still on like medium, so it, it, it's a lot of work. And there's only like five buttons. You don't have finger, you know, you have a whammy bar. You don't have finger tapping stuff down low on the fret, so it's not as technological as a new one. Uh, the new one has these really fancy guitars, and uh, it has you have you play bass as well on the guitar style, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you have a singer with a microphone. So it's like oh, karaoke. This is the new rock band too. No, this is Guitar Hero, and this is kind of I've been hyping it up, and and everybody I tell they don't they, because of Rock Band came out a month before this. Uh-huh. Rock Band Two came out, and it does the same thing. Rock Band Two is what it always has been: it has drums, you know, two guitars, or I'm sorry, a guitar, a bass, and a singer. Well, it's really cool, but Guitar Hero held out a little longer, and they came out a month later with the Guitar Hero World Tour. And World Tour is a drummer, and the drums are a lot better, actually. They're set up uh, where they actually study these things, and they made the cymbals a little higher and spread out. Then It's actually more comfortable, like you're actually playing a real drum set. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more drums have more of a well. The drums have more of a bounce, like like I don't know how to explain, like a pad feel, like you're playing a drum. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it it has a good lift to it and good size. It's not like a miniature kit. So it's actually I, I checked it out at Toys R Us and it was pretty cool. I, I really like the drum set, and uh, compared to the Rock Band one, anyways. And the microphone, you know, is it you can't. I mean, the microphone, Rock Band guitar here. I'd say that's a wash. Uh, guitars. To be honest with you, I haven't played rock band enough to know, uh, know the difference between... I have, I've played the old rock band, and I've played Guitar Hero 3 and compared them. Mm-hmm. But I haven't checked out Rock Band 2's guitars to know if they're any different, to be honest. So that the, the Guitar Hero guitars are cool. Um, and the coolest thing about this, this thing features is a studio where you can record your own music. So you can go in there and use these guitars to create sounds mm-hmm. and the drums and the microphone, and you can record your own songs and post them on special websites that Guitar Hero has set up for other people to view and hear and compete against. So kind of has a whole nother dimension to it going into the Internet uh, which uh, with the music. And I, I think it's really cool. It, it's a neat game. They have these neat kits. Of course, they now get you. You have to have the new guitar and you have to have the drums. So you basically have to buy the whole kit. I don't know why you'd want to just buy the game and use the old guitars. That would be kind of even... Right. But you can do that. Um, the the I heard pretty soon they're going to try and um, factor in a second guitarist. Mm-hmm. So like you'll have lead guitar and second guitar. I heard that as well. Um, there's a lot of things coming out. Speaking of which, like Rock Band is coming out with, uh, I believe this one was yours, buddy. So Yeah, um, this is pretty cool. Just in time for the holiday season, there's an addition to Rock Band that's a stage kit with a light and smoke machine. So you can actually turn your little living room into a, a real stage wow, and have man. lights and Trip smoke out. and all kinds of stuff. 
That, it actually sounds kind of neat. Yeah, it's through a company called PDP, and um, they just released it actually, and it's oh, it's selling for ninety nine dollars. So it just released on October twenty sixth. So rush out and get it. It'll turn your your living room into a cool little you know stage what you know setup. what's funny is i don't see the kids using that's so so an adult thing for I, like oh, adult dude, parties I, like you oh, know yeah <laughs> come on definitely i see some people drinking and rocking out yeah. with the fog machine that's and the, hilarious the lights and stuff well and if you get like rock band 2 it's like karaoke like i said i saw that concert a couple weeks ago and it was neat the rock i thought rock band 2 was really cool and i didn't know much about it till i saw it mm-hmm. so I, I really can't knock that game it's cool but i i really like the new guitar hero too it's i think it's awesome you well, should at least check it out if you don't buy it. Go check it out somewhere. It's pretty cool. Right. And uh, for those of you using the Nintendo Wii version of Guitar Hero, that's there's me. been a, you know, that's you. If you're using the Rage wireless guitar, it's recently been recalled. That's right. It's something about burning people, right? Yeah. Apparently, the, uh, the guitar is prone to leaking battery acid from AA batteries due to a circuit board defect. So, Dude, I heard that it was possessed by kids. Satan and flames came out and burned people if you play it's rock and roll It's been burning music. little kids' bellies no, with the battery acid. It's not good stuff. That's so. not good at all. Actually, I shouldn't be joking. People have been getting <laughs> hurt with that. But, no, it's seriously, uh, that, that's not good. People need to make better products. Uh, they really need to uh, make sure they, you know, put out. It's just like the lead products for kids and toys. We don't need to go into that on a music show, but right, you know, these guys need to put out, research it, and put out a safe product before yeah. they put it out. So if you bought the aftermarket Rage wireless controller for the Wii, um, go check it out. It might be defective. Yeah, only fifty four thousand were defective. So and I think this one basically just if you have a Rage wireless guitar, just check it out. Make sure go online and check your serial number. I believe and yeah. make sure it's okay. Uh, I believe it's the ones that a uh, key thing it does is the the keys light up on this one. So I think most people, if you're freaking out of, you know, if your regular uh, Guitar Hero guitar doesn't work, it, it's not the one that comes with your Wii. It's a aftermarket one by Rage. Right. And then uh, let's, um, yeah, let's um, take a break real quick and listen to some Mo Phillips some more. We'll listen to, uh, let's see. More Mo, right on. Man. More Mo. I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan. You know what's funny? I put on, uh, I was lucky enough to get a copy for me to check out for our show. And uh, I put it on uh, at home while I was just kind of doing some stuff around the house. And uh, I really like it, man. It's a gr- Mo Phillips great album. If, you, if you're a fan of you know this type of movie, you like banjo and good folky guitar, uh, which most of us do. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good stuff. It's um, Mo Phillips, his album The Boat. And this is his uh, songs Here Comes a Rogue and Hum. Cool. Children are crying or under their moms Ain't much to eat, whatever's better than bombs And in the desert, the nights can get cold No wind in the air, but dust on the road Run, 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 
run, run, run, run, run, run, run, run, dust on the road.
Out of my living in my van It's a little bit cramped Little bit cramped But it's okay It's alright Baby's on a dashboard Warding off horse Coming down from uptown Just to take me out I ain't got no money And I'm just a little bit Scared Turning the kids three and the highway, playing stick to stay travel games. My fifty sixes and the sticks is And I'm the Guatemala mama making on the Walla Walla making it here too. We'll see them, and then we'll see. Tomorrow, no, say if I left it today, but I like paper and patience. Listen to the motor hum, I'm gone. Listen to the motor hum, I'm gone. Phillips, huh? We are back from Mo Phillips. Pretty good stuff, huh? Yeah, it was good. Good jam. I love it. So uh, let's see what else we have left on our news. We pretty much went over all our uh, recent news. Except for our somber stuff. Oh, yeah. The stuff I, I hate doing this, man, but we got to do it because it is part of the news. So um, I think Jennifer the- Hudson's mother, brother, and nephew have died in a brutal murder yeah i was uh reading about that well and you couldn't miss it on the news yesterday uh or a couple days ago it was uh basically some i I don't know i think allegedly the husband of her sister or a previous boyfriend of her sister had he had a bunch of run-ins with the law and you know i don't want to pick on somebody that has the record maybe he has anything but it seems to be leading up that this guy had been Evicted from the house a while uh, before, and uh, you know, yeah, he, um, he and Jennifer Hudson's sister were dating or something, and they broke up last year. And recently, I believe he was kicked out of the house and all this stuff, and he came back and ended up um, killing their mother and her brother and their nephew. So, ended up shooting them all. Apparently, the police have him in custody now and have been questioning him. Uh, he's the main suspect. They're not sure who's done it, but apparently, I believe, the car that fled the scene was his car, and he 
the it, during the whole incident, the nephew was kidnapped, and they found the dead nephew in his car later Which, on. So know, I mean, I mean it's, it's pretty like, obvious. It's all leading I mean, up to yeah, this guy did it. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty. I mean, this I, it, it sure looks pretty bad. Uh, just horrible, though. I, I feel very sorry for their family and Jennifer. That's that's horrible, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's never a, a little good thing a little for kid. I mean, that, that's, I mean he's seven years old, same age as my son. That just that, that hurts, man. That's right. horrible. And also, um, recently, Merle Saunders passed away. Yeah, he was a keyboardist. He worked with a lot of people, including Grateful Dead. Uh, let's see. Let me think off Sheila the top of my e. head. I don't want to read anything. Here you go. Sheila E. There's a couple more, man. David Grisman, Bonnie Raitt. There you go. B.B. King, Miles Davis, and Fish. No, you as had well as others. You had a fish. Yeah. So I was going to say, I knew the B.B. King one, too. Yeah. yeah so a great keyboardist passed away at 75 here um, recently in the San Francisco area. Well, that's the uh, same thing. Shout out to his family. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to uh, hear that. And uh, I'm sure he he lives a great legacy. That's cool, man. Guy got to play with a lot of people. Yeah, if you haven't heard of Merle Saunders, go check out his stuff. It's really good. And then uh, to get out of the somber stuff, man, um, I think we got some upcoming shows and new albums and whatnot. We do. What do we have from our Music Sumo bands there? You know, uh, we do. We have a little bit of stuff from Music Sumo bands. All right. For our Music Sumo news, uh, as far as new announcements, and uh, that includes uh, upcoming shows, new albums, we have uh, the Trespassers are playing uh, the Evergreen Lodge, the uh, Lost Tortugas Festival, which we talked about in our past couple shows. Great festival for the money. Yeah, it's Great excellent. little place. A bunch of great bands like Blue Turtle Seduction, The Trespassers, The Mother Hips. A bunch of great bands are going to be playing. Animal Liberation Orchestra, I believe. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's what they're, they're saying. The lineup's off the hook, and uh, it's becoming one of the sweetest festivals on the scene. So I think that's that's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, it's hot. Uh, Mother Hips, Cornmeal, Hot Buttered. So uh, it sounds really cool. And, and there's uh, going to be a big, it's a big jam band scene. So there's going to be, if anybody uses the fan site, jambase.com, I think that whole crew is going to be there and a lot of other jam band folky types. So get on up there and go check it out. It's a lot of fun. That, that's a great one. And that's November, Sunday, November 2nd, 2008, the Lost Tortugas Festival. And that's at Evergreen Road, Groveland, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe there, let me see if there's a website for this. Um, there is a website. There is a website. I I'm sure under your search engine. Yeah, it's spelled L-A-S-T-O-R-T-U-G-A-S. Yes. And that you can, I'm sure you can look that one up if you need any information uh, how to get there or anything. Otherwise, uh, that, that's a good one. Okay, so that's for the Trespassers. Uh, we also have a full-time beret is playing a couple shows coming up. We have one on December 20th. Uh, it's pretty big news. Uh, full-time uh, Beret will be playing with Tony Sly from No Use for a Name. Awesome. Yeah, the uh, girls uh, something uh, blouse. Girls, a great girls Great blouse. girls blouse. I'm, I'm horrible about that. I'm doing this from the top of my head, people. So great girls blouse. Uh, Tony Sly, great girls blouse, Nomi, and full-time Beret. And uh, Full Time Beret is a great band. I, you know, basically it's Joel and our buddy, and he is really he's a music sumo artist and uh, puts on a great show. Tony Sly is wonderful too. You cannot go wrong. Uh, to be honest, I have not seen um, 
GGB or know me, so uh, I'm going to have to check them out at this show. Yeah, and that'll be December 20th at the El Rio, which is at 3158 Mission Street in San Francisco. Yep, and there's flyers going out for that, and if you want to get any to post, uh, feel free to email us, and we can get you some flyers for that. Yeah, email us at podcast at musicsumo.com. We'll send you out a template for flyers, and you can print them out and pass them out in your area. And that would help uh, our artists out as well, so... Please do if you have the time. Okay, and besides the uh, full-time beret show at the El Rio on December 20th, he's got some shows preceding that. Uh, one of them uh, is November 8th at uh, Michael's Gelato in Palo Alto, California. Cool. Uh, one of them is November 16th at Jasper O'Farrell's in Sebastopol, California. Hmm. Uh, another one in Sebastopol, California on November 25th at the Ace in the Hole. And then uh, coming up, uh, Full-Time Beret is going to be going up north, and we'll announce that again next week. I know we've already said those dates, but he's doing uh, three dates in uh, Tacoma, Seattle, and uh, Portland. So uh, I'll announce those ones later. But um, go see Full-Time Beret if he comes to your town. Great artist. uh, Can't go wrong. He's got some new material he's playing, and uh, he's been having some really good artists play, uh, play with him. So Yeah, definitely go check him out. I think you will enjoy that one. We also have, uh, let's see, the tr- uh, we already went over to Trespassers. I was a little out of order there. Okay, Michelle Lewis, another uh, music sumo artist. Who's touring all the time. Who is always working. She's a working girl. She is playing, uh, let's see, November 5th at Gaffney's in Saratoga Springs, New York. I've been oh, down there cool. to the racetrack before and seen some shows down there, actually. Really? I'll date myself, but yeah, I saw Reggae Sunsplash, I want to say, at Saratoga Springs. Huh. I also saw The Pretenders with Forner at Saratoga Springs when I was a wee one, so... Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway, Michelle Lewis, Gaffney, Saratoga Springs, New York. Got. Uh, she's also playing November 7th at the Kitchen Concert at Somersville, Massachusetts. So uh, go see Michelle Lewis. She puts on a great gig, and uh, I'm sure she's probably playing some new songs as well, being that she's been around a while and she's always working. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Phillips, our featured artist this week, and we played some songs on our intro and uh, um, intermission. Right. And I think we're going to play some of them on the outro as well, right? We will indeed. Uh, Mo is always busy as well, and he's playing up in Portland at the Mississippi Pizza on Thursday, November 11th. I'm sorry, Thursday, November 13th. And he's also playing Mississippi Pizza on Thursday, December 11th. And that's with his new band, I believe. And that's in Portland, Oregon. Hey, that's great. Yeah. And shoot, I wish I was up in Portland to see him. He puts on a great show as well. And uh, go out and catch him. You just got to hear him here. So go see him play live. Definitely. And uh, let's see, another uh, Recast Records band, right? Uh, Rubber Side Down. Yep. Indeed. Uh, we got Rubberside Down, which another great rock and roll band. I've got the, had the pleasure to see them, and uh, they're really up and coming right now, man, playing some great gigs. So uh, go try and catch them if you can. They're playing. Yeah, they're uh, going on a mini West Coast tour, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, kind of a mini West Coast tour, and they have a really great lineup with them. Some bands that I actually kind of liked, and uh, I think it, you know, it'll, it'll really make a good show and uh, get them out there a little bit more. But uh, Thursday, November 20th, they're playing at the uh, Jumping Turtle in San Marcos, California, uh, outside of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're playing there with uh, Sponge, who's oh, actually cool. a pretty good rock band. Uh, you know, I think that's a. I didn't even know Sponge was still around. I'm not sure what members are in the band, but that's. Uh, they put on a great show, and especially at a small venue, I think you're, you're getting 
a good that's that's a good show. Uh, you also they're playing uh, right after that they're going over to on November twenty second Saturday November twenty second they're playing uh, Hard Rock in Las Vegas Nevada that'd be fun and th- this one's a really good one with Days of the New and Sponge and Days of the New's been putting out albums forever I don't think they've ever broken up uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Sponge you know for all I know they might have been putting out albums all along but I know their their first album I actually had pretty good stuff. Uh, then they're coming back here and they're playing the Independent in San Francisco, which is one of my favorite places to go see shows. Yeah, Great. I'll definitely have to hit that one up. Oh man, if you haven't got a chance to go to the Independent, it used to be the Kennel Club, I believe, isn't that right? And the Justice, uh, the Justice League, Justice League. It's been a couple bar yeah, different it's been names, a d- bunch of different things. Great over the sound years. system, great intimate show. Uh, they make great drinks there, too, if you're of drinking age. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you can catch them there, and they're playing with Sponge there as well. So that's that's another great one. I'd, I'd buy your tickets ahead of time for that because it's probably going to be packed. Then they're doing one that I, I didn't know they were doing that. I just read, and uh, I'm kind of impressed, and I really want to go see this. But Sunday, December 2nd, they're doing a Joe Strummer Clash tribute and benefit at the bottom of the hill. Very cool. And I've, I've always been a diehard Clash fan, so I'm going to try and get out there to support that one. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, Sunday, December 7th at the bottom of the hill in San Francisco. Another one of my favorite places to go see a show. So uh, that's the 7th? Yeah, that's okay. the uh, 7th. And that's with... Uh, it's an all-class Joe Strummer tribute, also featuring Eric McFadden, Cliff Truesdell, Ferocious Few, The Hooks, and Dead Ringers. I like a lot of those, actually. You know what? And that's an that's excellent lineup for the money at bottom of the hill, and you cannot go wrong. In fact, like I said, you can come out and say hi to us there because I'm sure both of us will go catch I'm that pretty one. sure I'll be at that one because I like a lot of those bands. So, you, If you were seeing Rubber Side down there alone, you'd be catching a good show, but you get all those bands to compliment them as well. So mm-hmm. try and get out and support these bands. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as uh, other, any other music sumo artists, I don't believe we have any other ones unless I just skipped one, Johnny. Forgive me. No, I think that's about it. And uh, if we did skip them, I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to give a plug to a band uh, I met recently, and I've been uh, talking to a little bit. They're an up and coming band, and uh, I, I want to give them a plug. And maybe the, they'll be putting their their stuff on Music Sumo here pretty soon. But they've got a show coming up November 22nd at They're, Slims, right? At Slims, yeah. I mean, a really good, uh, another great venue, and this is a really good band to go out and see. Their name is Downfall, mm-hmm. and they're a uh, they're they're a they're, I don't want to say hardcore. They're more of a heavy metal rock band. And uh, great new up-and-coming band. I really think these guys are going to go places. Uh, you should go out and catch them. I know there's tickets on sale through down uh, Downfall right now. I really hope uh, you guys get to support some of these younger artists. It's nice to have up-and-coming bands that are getting out there and playing some gigs. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty much it for uh, our you know independent artists out there right now. Uh, we have some big artists coming through here. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Nine Inch Nails is coming to the Arco Arena in Sacramento on December 12th. We have, uh, let's see, we have uh, Dave Koz is coming through on uh, the same day at the Paramount Theater in Oakland, which is a great venue. They've restored that place. It's beautiful. It's, yeah, really nice place. Got Chris Cornell and Timberland. Remember how we were talking about that album a couple weeks ago? Yeah, that's interesting yeah. stuff. And, uh,. They, uh, they're playing on Halloween, actually, at the Fillmore, which, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a good show. You'll probably get some guests there. Uh, I wonder if people will be in costume. That'd be cool. Yeah, we got some Madonna. You got four minutes to go get tickets. Yeah. Okay. You got Mad- <laughs> Madonna you only is got probably four sold out. Who knows? Yeah, you got um, Madonna. Yeah, the I think first and second of November, I believe, this weekend coming up. 
So you can tell me how that one is. Yeah, we'll do a, a, a review, a show review of that one if I get to see some of it. Yeah, Tommy Morello from Rage Against the Machine is doing a show with Boots Riley at uh, Saturday, November 1st at the Fillmore in San Fran. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Uh, there's a Jimi Hendrix Experience. The Experience Hendrix, Monday, November 3rd at the Knob Hill Masonic Center. Which is pretty cool. I'll probably try and check that out. I like Jimi Hendrix. I've always been a big fan. So oh, definitely. Probably some neat stuff going on there. Face to Face, one of my... Uh, I really I would like... love to catch this oh, show. Man, this is a good show. I'm going to try and get there as well. But they're doing a reunion uh, Thursday, November 6th at the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always put on... I've seen those guys many times, in the not for the past probably 10 years. I don't think they've been around for no, a while. No, they haven't done anything for a long time, and that's Great why gig. I want to get to that show. Great gig. And uh, another good one, which is all... These guys are all pretty much, I'd say, hard-edged, either punk or alternative musicians, but they're doing a folk revival tour uh, Thursday, October 30th at Slim's, and it's uh, Tom Gable from Against Me. Uh Uh, It's um, Ben Nichols from Lucero. It's, uh, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, guys. I know, this is good. uh, Let's see, Ben Nichols from Lucero, Chuck Reagan, Chuck Chuck Reagan Reagan from Hot Water Music. And I'm forgetting the last guy, and this is horrible because it's another really good one. Uh, it's Tim Berry from Avail. Another great artist. I can't believe I'm forgetting that one. He plays some Excellent. great folk like Country Edge, and uh, I think his sister plays the uh, background music, sister and brother-in-law or something like that on his okay. album. So good stuff. And the rumor is these uh, four guys are all going to do their acoustic sets of their music. And Tom Gable is, I don't know if he's going to have it out by the time the show's out, so I don't want to announce it too early but i heard he's releasing a solo acoustic album about iraqi war vets hmm. so that's gonna be interesting. pretty interesting and i'd like to see uh, at the show if he has that for sale so might be a good reason to go see him i'm sure he's gonna debut that acoustic music well if but, you go you gotta pick up a copy yeah i'm gonna go try i'm definitely trying to get down to that one that's a good one uh you know just to see these guys play a different form of music and they're all really good singer songwriters so that, that's a for the money you cannot go wrong on that show uh, besides that, coming up, uh, let's see. Something we have... I'm excited about coming up is the Punk Rock Karaoke. Oh, Punk Rock Karaoke. No way with, like, no effects. We saw them do that for the first time at Warp Tour, At Warp Tour, yes, we did. And it's, like, Eric Melvin from No Effects and Greg Hudson from Bad Religion. Um, let's see. Derek O'Brien from Social Distortion and Steve Soto from The Adolescents and Agent Orange. They're mm-hmm. doing... Um, punk rock karaoke they're going out on a little tour they're hitting up november 2nd they're going to be in los angeles at the roxy november 3rd in sacramento at the blue lamp and november 5th at in san francisco at the Parkside, which would be awesome the Parkside yeah. rocks and great what's place. great about this is they play classic punk rock with no singer and they pull people up from the audience to sing and this and these guys and you know if you're not familiar with these musicians let me just tell you these guys are top notch yeah, musicians. They these can guys play are great any of these i mean these guys were the guys playing the punk songs when they originally came out and they're going to be doing their own songs with members from it's, it's basically a punk super group with you singing you, with you singing and i've been there and seen it done and it is hilarious you will you will la- you will cry you will be laughing so much at some of the people that sing yeah everybody has so much fun so you got to come out to that if you're in the san francisco i don't want to spoil it but that, it's a lot 5th. of fun 
And they're also coming out with a punk rock karaoke CD on October 28th. That'll be neat to see whether they actually do that, you know, like it's uh, if you can sing along with it. I'm sure you know what it'll probably be is the tracks, and then they'll have the tracks without vocals. That way you get the best. That would be that would be great. Because you have to know what the tracks are to be able to sing them. So that would be cool if they did it that way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let's see, uh, two other shows real quick. Uh, Rise Against uh, is playing with Alkaline Trio, Thrice, and the Gaslight Anthem uh, Friday, November 7th at the uh, event center at San Jose State University. Um, Rise Against has a new album out, and a really good album. They uh, put that one out with uh, Bill Stevenson from The Descendants. Awesome. And uh, Bill Stevenson's played with all kinds of bands. In fact, right now he's in the band Only Crime. He plays drums with them. Oh, okay. But, uh, with the singer from uh, Good Riddance and mm-hmm. a bunch of other guys. Anyway, uh, they what's interesting about their newest album, I think we mentioned, was it was recorded at the Blasting Room in Colorado, and it seems like a, a lot, lot of stuff is yeah, coming out of there now. A lot of punk bands are recording there. I think that's cool. You know, it's got a really good sound out of it. So, uh, hats off to those guys. I, I'm going to that show, and I'll be able to review that for you. Uh, the Old Crow uh, Medicine Show with Sarah Watkins. Old Crow Medicine Show is a great, really twangy kind of honky tonk band. Sings about you know drinking and stuff. It's really, really good band. They're kind of entertaining. Great fiddle player. Uh, they're playing November seventh and eighth at the Fillmore in San Francisco. So if you like that type of music, that's a great one to go catch. Uh, Galactic is also playing a show, and I know you. I love Galactic. Want to go see this? This is November fourteenth and fifteenth at the Fillmore with the Crown City Rockers, and Galactic is a great. Uh, New Orleans funk band. Funk oh, band. Yeah. You, you, great show. Um, besides that, uh, there's not too many other good shows that I'd recommend. I mean, there's tons of other ones out there. And feel free if I'm missing something, you recommend it, and we'll uh, we'll post it. Otherwise, uh, I think that's about it. We're gonna. Yeah, we just gotta um, remind everybody about the Music Sumo contest, the podcast contest where you can win a Dean Markley acoustic guitar music suppressor for miking your guitar it eliminates feedback while not eliminating tone and what you need to do is email us at podcast at musicsumo.com and the subject line put i want that and then tell us your address and we'll send it out to you and there you go and we're going to part ways till next week and uh, with some more news we'll be back for you and i hope you've enjoyed the show and once again we're growing like anybody else here i think this is what our fifth show john fifth or sixth uh, together, our it's our fifth show together. Yeah, it's our fifth I show together. This is the thirty seventh overall music sumo podcast. You know, each one is getting better, guys. And uh, with your input, we hope to make it better. So feel free to email and uh, let us know ways we can improve. Right, John? Definitely email us at podcast at musicsumo dot com. And once again, if you want free plugs for your band, call us. All you got to email. All email you, us. All you have to do is put the dates in your band name, and we will announce you. I guarantee it. We will make room for you. We want to support artists. We don't care where you're at. All announced shows in Tokyo. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, why not? That'll be cool. Yeah, I'd like to go see a show in Tokyo. Hey, yeah, and if you got a good band with lots of money, pay for us to come. Then we'll <laughs> put us on the list. Definitely. Well, with that, let's uh, play on out with uh, Mo Phillips again. With I think it's your favorite song, The Banks. Oh yeah, I actually like the song. Good, good song. Uh, you know, Mo Phillips really has his own tune. Um, own kind of sound you know I, I i would say his mentors when i first listened to it i don't know you know I've, I've never really talked to him about this but i really hear a lot of like cat stevens bob dylan uh you know with a little bit of um you know kind of funky overtures he's got a great strumming style 
I, I really like his music. I've recommended him to a couple friends as well as my parents, and they all like him. So uh, mm -hmm. check him out. I think you'll enjoy this. It's great, uh, you know, mellow music. So this is Mo Phillips with The Banks off of his album The Boat, which you can now find on Music Sumo at musicsumo.com. This is Downtown Johnny Brown and Darcy Tiller. And we're signing off. Until next time, take care, everybody. Take care, John. See you next week. All righty. Someone tell them the rest And I don't really want to see your list of demands Nor do I want to Take your exams Anymore Let's not take this up a penny Mindful of what we've been handling Just in